Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. This is a uh, Night Boys edition. Night Boys. <laughs> I know. Back to back to. We used to be always Night Boys, right? Yeah, I guess. We've moved around. I know because what was the first like what fifty episodes where we, we were always doing it at night, like on Friday nights. Yeah, it's Friday night. Oh yeah. This is like this is this is the way we founded the podcast. Right. Well, it used, used to be during a pandemic when Friday night was meaningless and there were no shows or anything happening right, on right. Friday night. So it was like, oh yeah, we can like do something fun on a Friday. Yeah. But now it's Friday night before my late night gig. Yeah. <laughs> Before Eric is going, yeah, I was just like, Eric was like, hey, just, you know, we have to be done by 10 because then I have to go to work. <laughs> uh, the life of a sound man. Yeah, it should be an easy gig. Hopefully they have everything set up for me already because like they're DJs playing at the, the regular show. Yeah. So the late show is just DJ. So hopefully it'll be an easy transition. The regular show. The, re- the regular show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. They're doing a Brooklyn Ball right now. A regular show. <laughs> They, uh, they, regular show, they could have done like a regular show tour and I bet people would have showed up or maybe still would show up. You know what I mean? Like a Mordecai, oh, I guess like Mordecai, they, they do the songs, have Mordecai and Rigby on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, like gorillas? <laughs> yeah. I guess is kind of what I'm saying. And then like, you could have someone dressed like muscle man come out. And like throw pizza in the crowd. I bet Cartoon Network has done something like that. Maybe at a convention or something. Like I imagine, dude, imagine Brooklyn Bowl, right? They roll out on a dolly, like a gumball machine to the front of the (laughs) stage and everyone cheers and puts it in front of the mic. And then there's just a pause. And then Benson's voice starts booming out of it. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, sure. Let's, uh, Let's get Lucas to book that at Brooklyn Bowl. I know it's too. It's too, I guess it's too late. Uh, whatever the whatever they, I feel like they. I feel like they they could now that close enough is done. I don't know what JG Quintel is going to do next, but there could be. I, I could see them rebooting, a uh, regular show for a special. Right? Has he? I wonder if he's made any statements on that. I don't know the whole uh, future of animation with warner brothers and hbo max is uncertain right now sure 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 oh he has made some uh comments on it but it's probably before this is like during close enough time so yeah i don't really know what any of these folks future plans are it doesn't seem like rebecca sugar has hinted at anything Mm -hmm. uh ian jones cordy has been tweeting recently about the okko like universe Mm mm-hmm and is basically saying, yo, uh, this is all like open license or whatever. So take these characters and make your own web comics or whatever and like extend universe stuff and cool. do whatever you want with them. Um, which is awesome. That's that's so rad. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't talked about doing anything new. I haven't heard anything from JG Quintel. Um, yeah. Pe- Pendleton Ward, um, I heard. So obviously he did um, Midnight Gospel. But that's not coming back. Yeah, that's a bummer. So interesting. It's like a whole generation of uh, of prodigious and prolific animation people now sort of like we don't know where they're going. Yeah, Craig of the Creek seems... Oh, right. Now that's done. It, well, it's not officially done, but they had their current season order cut short, which like is pretty industry standard for being done. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's not renewed for anything beyond what already exists. So we'll we'll see. But Ben Levin and Matt Burnett are really interesting writers. I mean, their work on Steven Universe was super rad. And um, Craig of the Creek is a really well-written show. It seems like they have no lack of ideas. Like right. They could keep going forever. So I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, so is there, do you think right now there's some sort of a void in the animation continuum for a new one of these sorts of people to emerge? I don't know. What are the current shows that are pressing for? It seems like uh, the Owl House is about to wrap up soon. Uh, They are concluding the series uh, with like a a couple of longer episodes. I forget exactly what they're doing uh, with that, but I'm just looking at the Cartoon Network schedule right now. Yeah. Owl House is Disney uh, and they just wrapped up Amphibia on Disney also. Um, But oh yeah, what is Cartoon Network? We Baby Bears, is that still happening? Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of, (sighs) I watched We Bear Bears. It was good. Nice. Uh, but We Baby Bears is obviously like a spinoff that's trying to cash in on a, a particular thing and it's not as good. Mm-hmm. There's some here. Yeah. Interesting. We'll see. I've never watched Ben 10. I think it's kind of mainstream. Yeah. I've watched a couple episodes and... Uh, it doesn't seem like it was really pushing the envelope in any particular direction. Right. Well, I hope it keeps going because I hope it does not become the sort of thing where people go, you know, from like the mid nineties to the mid 20, there's like a 30 year run where animation children's animation was just insane. <laughs> it needs to keep going. Yeah. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be new. There's new, there's some shows in there. I didn't recognize there's some new ones to come. What are what are the new ones? Or I just said shows I didn't know. Not necessarily new ones, but um, I didn't know some of the things on there. Like, I'll tell you what I didn't know. And hey, listener, you can tell me I'm a <clears throat> an idiot. Uh, Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs, Tig and Seek, Dodo, Lamput, Lucas the Spider, Total Drama Rama, Bat Wheels, Bugs Bunny Builders, <laughs> Aquaman... Some of those were acquired or Warner Brothers. Victor and Valentino. That's ongoing? Yeah. Oh, no. It just finished in uh, after three years. Mm. Yeah. So there's some stuff I don't know, but uh, that's okay. They finished, um, what's it called, too? Summer Camp Island's done, right? Oh, right. Um, is it finished? Is it totally finished? What didn't they? I thought that was happening, or was it put up into a uh, um, question in all this debacle? The final season, yeah. I could rewatch that one. That was a, that was very whimsical. That show. Mm-hmm. It fe- it didn't. I didn't finish it. I didn't. I can't really remember what happened at the end. I guess it kind of felt like it was maybe well, open ended. Did, did it all come out? Because there was going to be a sixth season. It says it got. Oh yeah, look, the sixth season doesn't have an air date. It was going to come out in twenty twenty two, and they they pushed it, so it hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay, okay, but it's going to be the final season. 
Interesting. But I wonder if it's been thrown into limbo by all the shit that's going on. So what can you refresh my memory on everything on like what happened with HBO Max? Uh, was it Warner Brothers got a new CEO or something, some uh, guy who yeah. was in charge of shit and he just decided that unloading assets was how they were going to save money with taxes and stuff. I I don't know the technical aspects of how they maneuver those financial bullshit things but yeah i remember reading about it and it was like it didn't make sense to me i read one article too where they were like it might it probably doesn't make sense to you it doesn't but they're like the i guess i forget oh man i'm forgetting now but I, i'm trying to find a thing but yeah it was it was about taxable assets and the amount that you have like maybe like if they cut a certain number of assets it like bumped them down and saved them like so much money yeah, and it seemed like the first thing on the chopping block was animation yeah. projects, which sucks. Um, I mean, there were a couple other bigger budget things like uh, the Batgirl movie. Yeah. I think they just shot and basically finished the whole ass movie. Right. That's just never going to come out now. There's one called The Gray Man, which apparently was bad that they spent like millions on. Oh, that's on Netflix now. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I heard it was bad. I guess Netflix acquired it. No, I thought, I thought that was a Netflix original. Oh, okay. Maybe they're just, uh, maybe this article is just yelling at streaming, uh, services. Oh, uh, yeah, there was, uh, there were a couple, couple projects. Oh, there was a Scooby-Doo movie, I think that was being produced for like five years or something like, cause to animate a whole entire movie takes a long ass time and they finished it. And then they just were like, Oh, we're not going to release it. Um, so, but I, Kevin Smith was talking about this, uh, cause an animation project, there are people that, you know, that was their entire life for like three years, just like yeah. working in an animation studio on like these Scooby-Doo characters. Like that's what they did for three years of their entire life. And there's nothing to show for it now. Uh, so I think what they did was they let all the crew that worked on these films just like sit for a screening just to like, hey, here's what you did. Here's the finished product of <laughs> what you did. But now we have to get rid of it. And I don't know exactly how it works, but like they can't hang on to like the master recording of it or something. So like it might just like be lost forever. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just archive it or something. Cause they're still, that would still, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but yeah. Yeah. It says they had to, uh, I'm looking here more. That's engineer is, um, they had to like cut. It says here when they, they, when the, they merged was to cut 3 billion from their operating budget before merging. And it seems that like animation took the biggest hit. That's insane. Three million dollar operating budget. That's I, mean, I can't believe how much capital is going into these uh like HBO Max. That's crazy. Yeah. It, but I, I mean it sucks that uh that was first. HBO Max is such a weird plot because it debuted during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And then they did that thing where like every big theatrical release is just going to streaming. Yeah. Like I saw a good there was a good YouTube video about it where that were just like it was a YouTuber being like, I think HBO, there's no way HBO Max 
was ever going to sustain and will. And it's been through leadership changes. And they were just sort of like, they were lighting money on fire. Cause like people were like, if remember during the pandemic, they're like, this is the new model for movies. We are going to stream it at the same time as it goes to the theaters. Like this is gonna make so much money. But then someone, I gotta find it. It's not, it was a good YouTube video where they were like, okay, but let's like really think of that. Like how much money did it cost to make back? Like for Batgirl, like Batgirl costs X amount of money. It might right. That's got to be a hundred million dollar movie at least. Yeah, two hundred fifty million dollars. Then it's like you've how many subscribers at ten dollars a month do you need simply to make up? Yeah. They just they just raised their price. I think. Right. I think it went up to sixteen dollars a month. From yeah, 15. for 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 Batgirl, let alone everything else. Like it's going to take you like you need so many subscribers, and it's like they don't have anywhere near that many subscribers. And theoretically, there might not even be that many people looking to do it. But if you put it out in the theaters, it just seemed like it was never going to work. Basically, um, some people were saying from the beginning, yeah, and which, this was an inevitability. It's it's so weird because the content that is under the Warner Brothers banner is some of the better content that's out there. Like they have all the Cartoon Network stuff, they have all the DC Comics stuff, and they have all of the HBO original programming, uh, which is all stuff that I was interested in, but they had such a weird model, and yeah, now things are collapsing, I guess, which sucks. Really sucks. But luckily Adventure Time, well, I guess we'll see what happens with the Adventure Time. Right, Um, I mean, the Fiona and Cake, series is still happening this year i guess mm-hmm. i I'm, guess it was supposed to happen last year wasn't it when did it get announced i always thought it was this year it was announced a long time ago like early on in our podcast mm-hmm. here's an article it was announced in the 21st on uh, 2021 i'm not seeing a date to go along with this announce let me look <clears throat> it doesn't Oh, announced! It's right up there. Announced on. As it was announced, August August seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one. Okay, so yes, that was we we have been doing the podcast for almost a year at that point. Yeah, the series on the wiki says the series will premiere in two thousand twenty-three. Okay, well, we still have that to look forward to. Oh, right, here, here we go. In two thousand twenty-two, I'm just looking here. Yeah, I guess it's gonna come out in two thousand twenty-three. Not seeing, not seeing uh, anything more in this article, but yeah. Oh, Harley Quinn, talking about that. That's a a fun animation project. Seems like that one's safe. I think they they have that already renewed for future seasons. They're probably safe with the uh, with the superhero association. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just talking about a, a huge <clears throat> live action Batgirl movie. Right. That's true. Canceled. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. So who knows, man. Yeah, the Harley Quinn show is funny. You haven't seen it. With uh, Kaylee Cuoco. Cool. You know, we love her here. Yeah. <laughs> you do, especially. Yeah. Um, I'm not as familiar, but not against. Have you watched The Flight Attendant? I watched the first episode. I like it a lot because uh, I like her. Uh, also, I really like the music. Oh, right. I remember you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, by uh, Blake Neely, who's one of the masters of camp and tv scoring cool um i think she's attractive (laughs) that's what i think well sure (laughs) um but i haven't dug into too much further than that i've said this before she's the millennial jennifer aniston wow that's well i i mean i guess you know big bang theory was, was friends of our time i guess 
Well, in she, terms of popularity, she's the breakout sitcom actress of our generation mm-hmm. that is destined for greater things yes. than just that sitcom. Right. That's true. Doesn't happen that way usually. Ah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Eric, we got your gig not too long. <laughs> so let's talk about Adventure Time. Sure. I mean, only because we have to. Yeah. I could have kept going, but I am trying to manage what we're doing. I I'm, I might rather talk about Kelly Cuoco than this episode. Episode discussion. All right. We watched P- Princess Potluck mm-hmm. season five. five, episode 18. 18. Um, yeah, I love the tone of your voice <laughs> and that glorious raving intro for this episode. We got more Ice King than I bargained for. Yeah, I, this is an episode that's there. It's not one of those that I, that happens to me every, you've probably heard me say this a lot where you watch an episode of Adventure Time because we're only watching one a week. Uh, we keep it fresh for ourselves and sometimes you just come back to it after a long week and I oftentimes say in the show adventure time is better than i remembered like this shows that's why i love the show holy shit i forgot how amazing it is this isn't one of those episodes this is an episode where funny things happen it's not bad this is not one of those episodes that we hate what are some of the episodes we hate um uh the party's over we talked about and the episode frost and fire is that what it's called oh yeah that that one we didn't like oh, i'm trying to remember there's one legendarily that we just despise oh with um what's his face brett the the circus one. Oh yeah no 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 brett gelman yeah but what where he's a worm or he's jake's tail jake's tail and yeah there's like the the little bugs and and people yeah. that run the circus yeah uh, okay that's bugging me what is that jake's tail adventure time what's it called sad, sad face. face yeah so that's one we legendarily hate so um yeah, so this isn't it's not it's not in either of those places. It's just kind of there. I'd you know what I mean? The most compelling things about this episode to me were its connections to the Bimo Noir episode. Yeah. Which I had to think about a little bit, but the immediate thing that we get is Jake's face is painted like a target with lipstick. Yeah, right when it starts. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's from the Bimo episode." So Okay, Bimo Noir is the episode that's connected to this. Where are these two in a relation, like in the series run? How many episodes are they Bimo, separate? Bimo Lost was right before it. Interesting. All right, let me find Bimo Noir. Because the main... Oh, okay, Bimo Noir is season four, episode 17. Oh, so it's a whole season later. That's what that the the target base is from? Right, okay, because... um. Are you sure? Yes, because the the mystery that Bimo's trying to solve as a detective is what happened to Finn's sock, right? Oh, yeah. And this is where his sock is gone and he has this rash because he's been going. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so we Holy all... smokes, what is going on here? What? That's a great point, Eric. Yeah, so Bimo Noir, we see Jake put on the makeup and Finn... Uh, not be able to find a sock and they leave to go on whatever adventure while Bimo does his detective thing. Uh, we don't see the Finn and Jake adventure until a season later, which is now Princess Potluck. That's incredibly confusing as to how this happened or they did that. This sounds like they 
we're supposed to be in like this episode is supposed to be in a previous season and they shifted it here or something. It seems like they just created a weird scenario for Bimo Noir and then a season later they were like, what if we explained it? Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And it's not like it really explains anything. It just provides a context for what Finn and Jake were doing. Yeah. Um, I know it's not important, but it is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. He's going, Jake's been going, or Finn's going uh, foot nude, which right. is no, no sock. And he's got like a really nasty blister, which looks gross. Um, and he show they show up to a potluck party where all the princesses are and they're all, and PB's putting it together and setting it up. Uh, Finn's very nice and does bring supplies for the party as a good attendee does, which is one grape soda. <laughs> That's warm and has been shaken <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and, and it's kind of fun. We're see- I love, I love seeing all the, uh, princesses, Jake and Finn are doing some weird stuff and it's great. And then as she goes to put the can of soda on ice, she goes over to the snow and you see over the snow and Eric, I let out an audible, oh no, at that point. I was like, no, oh no. And then we, we scroll up and it's Ice King playing with his belly hair. And I was just like, I don't want this. No. I don't want this Ice King weirdness. And I, and I got to say, this episode, which is what really kind of bums me out, is um, we're in season five, like midway or like decently 18, episode 18 of season five. And we're still getting Ice King doing this weird shit. You know, luckily he's progressed past trying to capture a princess to force them to marry him or something really creepy. And this one, he's just lonely and sad, which is, I guess, a progression. But still, I was like, this feels like a regressive episode. Yeah, it's he's still got the weird princess shit going on because then he dresses up Gunther to have him infiltrate the princess potluck yeah. and he dresses him up as a princess and he starts getting attracted to Gunther. Wait, he did? I missed that part. Yeah, oh. he was like, uh, like I, I should dress you up like this more often. I makes me want to marry you. So it was something really weird like that. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I mean, yeah, so from here on out, it's weird and it's kind of a dumb episode where there's they're having a picnic and Ice King is trying to ruin it because he wasn't invited and and it's just like a nonsensical non-consequential episode right there's show. Like, there's this huge sequence that's a big chunk of the episode that's just this elaborate setup for a pun oh yeah okay well, what i was going to say though was is that the plot is leaves me something to be desired like it's kind of forgettable there are some fun details in yeah. in here that made me chuckle quite a bit um yeah so he goes he's going to ruin the party so the first thing he does is he goes to the forest and starts rounding up all these animals in a sack, which is weird. And then he brings them home, and then he ties lemons onto the back of the cats, puts them in a bag, goes, cool, the cats are done. Right. They spent a lot of time in the sequence. Yeah. They, a lot of time. building it up. Like He's got some grand plan to ruin this party. Then he walks over, and he's feeding a bunch of the other animals and cats lasagna and gunter's making a second plate of lasagna and i it was just like what the fuck is he doing and, and i found that very fun because i was like i legitimately can't think of where this is going right like, right why why is he feeding them lasagna i mean i guess garfield likes lasagna sure but it doesn't explain <laughs> what we're about to do um and he takes them over and le- releases the cats with the lemons on their back 
And I guess we he thinks this is going to ruin it because they're, he says, here come the sourpusses. Yeah, it was all just a fucking pun and such a grown kind of moment. Like, really, we spent all this time just for this really. It's a grown, but actually all of that stupidness did endear me to it, sort of. I was like, I, I, that is dumb. It felt like this was going to lengths greater than usual to set up something that was maybe a little bit beneath the humor of this show. Yeah. But I think I think that's why I liked it. I liked I liked all the build up for a non joke. That's kind of funny. Um, and then party poopers because I guess he thought if they ate too much lasagna they would poop at the party. And then it appears that they all pooped in the bag, and then he just leaves the bag there. Is that what happened? Yes. So they had to set up the sourpuss pun in order to make this party pooper pun work with well or to imply the party pooper pun i guess they they kind of gave it the bare minimum of what they they could actually put on screen like rather than having squirrels poop all over the party yeah it was really weird like it was it was left vague enough where in and of itself it wouldn't have made sense but because they made the sour puss pun before we understood what it what it, it was trying to be but I still didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it either. Um, um, I did like, but what was fun is that they let out the cats and then everyone's just having a fun time with the cats. Yeah. Cause they're all drinking iced tea and they needed lemons anyway. Yeah. And yeah, PB was like, ah, oh, LSP, you don't have to go on that lemon run. Yay. And I, I got to say, perfect use of LSP, get one yay and then we're on. Yeah. No dialogue, no yelling, whatever. Um, You also get a fun thing where, Finn goes, hey, Jake, come hang out with this cat. And he go, Jake goes, oh, no way, man. I don't like cats. That's great. <laughs> Love that. Um, and so then that doesn't work. So yeah, so then the next thing he's going to do is send Gunter down dressed as a princess because he assumes that you need to be a princess to get into the party. He dresses him up in all of his dirty socks, right? As a, like a, as a skirt. Which is gross. And then puts on like a weird... <laughs> crown and it's it's odd but what happens next is one of the more interesting parts of the episode where gunter comes down and when they see gunter they're not fooled even for a second they just go hey everybody gunter's here (laughs) yay gunter's here and then they encourage gunter to dance and they're incredibly welcoming gunter takes the thing of punch chugs it and then starts dancing like a mean dance at this point it occurs to me Okay, Ice King, I think you can just go to the party. <laughs> right. Like, I think that's, what's be- that's what he should be taking from this. And it's like, oh, I think everyone's invited. It's it's okay. You don't have to be a princess. Um, this should be, like, really his dream. Just go. But he can't be normal. <sighs> yeah. Can't, can't read social cues. What he has to do instead is call the banana guards, which at this point, Eric, I can't think of anything I want less than Ice King talking to the banana guards for like <laughs> two minutes. I, I, I legitimately, I, I don't do this when we watch the show. I'll tell you what I went on my phone and went on my email and my Instagram and I fully stopped listening while ice King was doing this shit. Like I don't do, I take notes right. as we go. I look for the snail at this point. I was like, eh, it's not worth it. Right. This bit went on 
too long. It was not interesting. Yeah. I was, I, it wasn't even that cool hearing Tom Kenny do extra voices. No, he got to have some fun. There was a fun part where he, so he's, he's calling to do a noise complaint to the, the banana guards to get them to go and shut down the party, which I don't even know why he trusts the banana guards in the first place, but that's whatever. And then he, it snowballs and he's doing all these characters. Yeah. And at one point there's like four characters all talking to each other, a pizza delivery guy, dad, son, friend, whatever. And, uh, it's just wife and it's just, uh, I like, I realized I was on my phone. I was like looking at my email and I like was like, Oh shit, I gotta listen. And I came back up and he was on the pizza delivery guy. I was like, I didn't miss anything. And I just went back and checked my Instagram. (laughs) Stupid. Yeah. Also, I kind of appreciate whenever there's an opportunity to comment on the ineptitude of police by using the banana guards. But what? they didn't really even do capitalize that. on that. They could have done that. Then the banana guards go and they start dancing. And at this point, I did really enjoy the quick. You get quick two shots and just like that really pure, like definition of what partying is, which is just people there, just like really nicely dancing and shaking right. their hips, and the party's going on, and there's like a snack tray. I don't know why that's just so delightful to me. It's just so classic and wholesome. It's like the party from Strange Behaviors. Oh yes, <laughs> dude. Which is that party scene? That dance is amazing. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't hit harder on our social media. <laughs> that's like the best dance scene I've ever um, heard. Which, by the way, I was listening to a. a uh, a podcast about strange behavior. Really? And yeah. And it was, it was a interview with the curator of that criterion collection, uh, horror night with a bunch of film or horror month with the film. And it was eighties horror. And now I love eighties horror, but I did watch like three or four movies from that collection. And I'm like, cool. It's, it's eighties horror, which I love. I love campy like stuff. I love the eighties. I love the criterion collection. Um, and the people were fawning over this collection and I was like, oh, I don't, I was like, I guess I just haven't hit that level of movie nerddom yet. And I, and I started thinking about, I was like, I really think it is like music nerddom where it's like, okay, I've seen a couple hundred movies. Like most people like music. It's kind of like when we talk about bands sometimes, you know what I mean? And it's like, people like the bigger bands that keep stuff. But then like if you're listening to a lot of music, then you go like two levels deeper and you're or three levels deeper and you're watching something and it's like from a subgenre that you like of music. And it's not the best thing, but since you're so deep and invested, you're like, yeah, it's not the best thing, but it has interesting qualities that set it apart from other things that are deep down there. And I'm still up on like level one or two. And people yeah. people um appreciating that were like on level five. And I was, and they were like, you know, they're like, yeah, it's not great, but like these things are really interesting about it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not that big of, I was like, I'm a movie nerd, but that reminded me, I'm like, I'm not as deep. Right. Right. Where I'm not appreciating movies that aren't that great, but. Yeah. I, I, I understand what you're talking about because with ska sometimes like I'm pretty deep in that. Like I'm, I'm maybe six or seven levels down in, in the, in the ska, uh, like specificity of of being able to talk about things. And, but then there are people that are like way deeper than I am. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, the thing that you're talking about right now, isn't actually that noteworthy. Uh-huh. It's just because you're so zeroed in on this that like, 
it's getting a, a, a chance like to be involved in a conversation but like nobody cared about this when it happened in like 1991 because <laughs> it wasn't very good <laughs> <That's> interesting <laughs> and i it's hard for me to find a reason to care about this very particular thing yeah. right now i wasn't so negative about strange behavior it was more of a a notice uh but i know it, but there's probably other parts where i could go and be like come on now. <laughs> right uh it's funny but anyway Back to the, the episode. So they were there and they were having this party. <laughs> what I was going to say was, which was interesting, was this next thing I really liked, another small detail, which is that Ice King is going to have a competitive party, I think, to make them jealous. So oh, yeah. he has Gunter or another penguin there. So many tropes. I know. Not it's fun. It, yeah. so that's not fun. What is funny, he has another penguin there dressed up as a lady. I don't, I don't like this. But he says, come on, hurry up. The guests are here. And this is the part that really got me. The guests are snowmen that he has built and brought to life, Frosty style, but not all the way with Frosty. It seems that they are just barely alive, in which they're standing there. When they talk, they go, Whoa. they're like zombies. Right. It's like they're caught in like the torture of like barely sentience. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> they can't move. They can't, they have no facial expressions. All they can sort of do is like, barely lift their arms and go oh <laughs> and I, I that was really strange to me and then ice king starts dancing and he's got his big butt and he's like skinny and it, i hate i hate when he's doing all that yeah but that juxtaposed with these like yeah snowmen in this agon in, in agony just Whoa, <laughs> right. is is really strange yeah and, yeah they've been granted just enough awareness to exist in agony <laughs> and nothing further it's <laughs> um, fucking terrible oh my god um yeah so that's that's terrible and then uh then he starts um like raining down ice and snow at them at which point i was like you're just going straight there man like you're not even gonna like talk to them first and like let them reject you and that's that at that point i was like cool so they're not doing that because he definitely was invited. And then lo and behold, yes, he was invited. Um, when PB, it was in the mail. He doesn't read his mail. He just shreds it to make a decorative egg or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then he's having fun and bouncy casts. And it's just like, yep, none of this mattered. And it's the worst kind of nothing mattered because the ride there didn't even, wasn't even fun because that's where you and I will disagree where sometimes there's the ridiculous episodes that, I still like, and you're like, yeah, but none of it mattered. And I'll be like, yeah, but like the whole ride to nothing mattering was so fun. This is not that way. This no. is like a cool, just went through that and it didn't even amount to shit. Yeah. I, I want to find out how, like why this is connected to BMO Noir. There's a, a kind of a funny gag throughout the episode people are shooting arrows at Jake because as Finn points out, his makeup makes him look like a target. Yeah. So they're just arrows coming at him from who knows where. Uh, and then we see the guy who's been shooting at him the whole episode at the very end. And I don't know who that is or why that matters yeah. or why. I know. It's... What was that? Oh yeah. We got to look into that. <laughs> um, Let me look it up. Okay. Well, Hey, so then, um, yeah, wait, wait. Um, Finn, I want to look into that, but first I just want to point out that Finn got gifted a sea lard, and then, yeah, Jake gets shot up with an arrow by this crazy guy foaming at his mouth who screams. That's it. 
Uh, and then the episode's over. And then did you see the snail? Uh, yeah, I saw the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? No. Congratulations to me. Congratulations, Eric. Where was the snail? In the fucking oven. Oh, with the lasagna? Yeah. Mm. When they were taking the lasagna out, the snail was in the oven. Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Next time. One second, one second. I'm sorry. Um, hey, before Miss Lamania, if you've been enjoying the show, please rate this podcast five stars on whatever app. Um, follow us on social media. You can go to anchor.fm slash Podcast and give us a dollar, five dollars a month. That will help us run it, um, reach new people, and just tell one friend. Yep. Do it. Please. Now. <laughs> go. Go, 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 go. Okay, miscellaneous mania. There's things you may not know. Zarek and Nick will show you all the trivia and miscellaneous. Okay, um. Okay, a few things. I, I rushed through that because we were going to start talking about who the fuck the character was. Like, this is miscellaneous Mania territory. <laughs> also, we have 15 minutes left. But before that, I do want to say one thing, which is so not important. <laughs> which I saw a clip on TikTok this week, and it was one of the guys from the comedy troupe, The Birthday Boys. And he was talking about how, like, different foods go in styles of hipness. And he was saying, you know, there's, like, a kale or avocado or aioli. And he's like... I think in 2023, what's going to come back is lasagna, (laughs) which I thought was really funny, but I was also like, well, I can kind of see it because like we were so averse to carbs and everyone was so healthy for so long. Like some people have been talking about how like cigarettes might come back in and it's like, I'm just wondering, yeah, it's like, let's just eat a whole mess of pasta. (laughs) What do you think about that? I love pasta. Lasagna? Lasagna is not super easy to make mm. requires like more it's time not. and more ingredients better ingredients papa john's <laughs> if it was not their their slogan i don't know <laughs> better ingredients it? better pizza papa john's <laughs> From, are, are there papa john's around here there's gotta be oh yeah better pizza better ingredients that's what it is bold um, claim and also uh uh, an, a reckoning will come. That's what Papa John said. What? They said a reckoning will come? Well, the, Papa John did when he got fired. Oh, Papa John himself. Yeah. I've been getting pizza from Papa's Pizza. I don't know I don't know what that Papa's name is. It's Where's not that? John. It's on uh, Bedford and 7th, right by the subway. The oh, stop. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had that. It's open late uh, and it's not great. Oh, there is Papa John's. But I, I, I've, I've found that- It's I've, open late, yeah. That I think if you need calories in terms of bang for your buck, like just to get full on two slices of pizza, 
Papa's Pizza at the Bedford L stop will do the trick. Yeah. They have uh they have baked ziti slices or uh, <laughs> or pe- penny ala vodka slices. Yeah, dude. So you're going for <laughs> yeah. fucking serious calories there. It's <laughs> getting it done. Um yeah, anyway, that's I just wanted to say that. Okay, let's go back to talking about <laughs> the person that was trying to kill Jake at the end of the episode. That was an insane random ending. The name of this character is just Squirrel. Okay. Um is briefly shown in the Duke as one of Jake's enemies um, because Jake will not publish the letter in his newspaper column begs the question. This is some shit. I don't know about Jake's newspaper column. It's in the, I don't know. I don't know about this squirrel. I don't know about this squirrel either. Voiced by Jeremy Shada and Steve little. And he's in a whole bunch of episodes. Look at this. One, two, really? Four, five, six, seven. Eight episodes. I feel like I've never seen this squirrel ever in my entire life. It was the first time. <laughs> yeah. Very odd. So there's that. There's um Guntalina, uh, which is a different I it's a different uh penguin that Ice King has. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and then another character that's in here, my favorite, is Roger. Roger the snowman. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay so yeah this show does take place at the exact same time as Bimo Noir uh, is, uh, Ken Osborne and Cole Sanchez wrote and storyboarded this one interesting the final credits which I pointed out was James Baxter the horse yeah cause it, oh the next episode is James Baxter yeah I was gonna yeah. say maybe that's why yeah cause they originally aired together in like a, a half hour slot Mm-hmm. There you go. I was thinking it was almost like a teaser, but yeah. Um, yeah, I remember early on in this podcast, we we're like, "Yo, the credits keep listing incorrect, yeah, voice actors and stuff." And then somebody pointed out to us, like, n- you know, they used to put up two at a time, right? <laughs> and, it's like, oh, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I'm looking at some other stuff. Like this, this is Bounce House Princess's first appearance, I guess. Hmm. And then comes back in the Astral Plane episode, which we've watched. She's afraid of the porcupine. Yeah. Um, important to point out, uh, Flame Princess isn't there. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know where they are in their relationship at that point. They say here a global threat may be the reason, like in Burning Low. I don't know about that. That's some conjecture. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Nothing else. Pick an episode for next week. What are we going to watch next week? What are we going to watch? Twenty-seven. Hold, please. <laughs> Be season one. I found the. I got. The, I got. I, I. I clicked on the worst list. It was all out of order. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> that was a list of important Adventure Time episodes. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck am I looking at? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I just saw a picture of her cardio and got disgusted. Twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. It came from the night sphere. Oh, that's the season two premiere. Okay, so... We did that. We did that. Not... That's not what I want. 198. Hot Diggity Doom, which I think we did. Is that... uh, King of Ooh? Yeah. 
All right. Well, this is going to happen every single that fucking time really, now. I really remember that one. That was our election day special. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Yeah. That's when Joe Biden got elected president. Great. Great job. Okay. Would you have preferred the alternative? Here? No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. What is it? 70. Oh, the new frontier. Don't think we've done that. Yeah, we did. Oh, shit. We really. Didn't we just do. Didn't we pick that one? Last week also? Oh, looks like it, yeah. This is really entertaining stuff. Yeah, we did see that. Okay. 145. The Pit. The Pit? Jesse Monahan? Mm-hmm. Anako Kasura, what? Yeah. Season. Oh, sorry, yes. The Pit. Season 5, episode 41. Finn and Lady Rainicorn must work together in order to rescue Jake from the dimension of Keoth. Oh. Yeah, I'm into this. Cool. That's, this is what I want. This is what I want. Jesse Moynihan and Demons. Yeah, it's been a while since we got a Jesse Moynihan. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Me too. This yeah. this will do the trick after yeah. this episode. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody. Yep. Uh, if As always, you can reach us at didyouseethemail at gmail.com. Go listen to the Hall of Phonics record, Lavos, out now. <laughs> buy buy an, a record. Um, be kind to each other. And party on, dudes. Peace out, y'all.